This is Valor Radio. Valor, strength of mind and spirit that enables a person to face danger with resolve and determination in battle or in any other situation. Valor, like that displayed by veterans of every branch of the military throughout our community. This radio show, Valor Radio, salutes all of you who have raised your right hands to volunteer to protect and preserve our unique American way of life. Thanks for joining us and your brothers and sisters in uniform. Now, Valor Radio. Well, salutations, soldiers, sailors, airmen, marines, coasties, and guardians, and the civilians serving by their side. I'm pleased to say that we have no strike going on here at WYSL. We have the full uh, the full complement of staff on hand here, the colonel and the captain. So there's not a writer's strike here? There's no writer's strike. Yeah, there's no, there's the writers, let's find out where the writers are. I know. How, I, how are we going to survive this, Bob? I I thought in honor of the writer strike, I saw I thought I saw you working in there with a crayon instead of a pencil. Well, you know, I am an after SAG member, so I probably should, are you probably should. Honor are you really? That. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Are, are you crossing the uh, picket line here by writing your I, news? I think I'm copy uh, every. I so, think I'm okay because I think I'm inactive now. So are you a lifetime um, member? No, no, I'm not a lifetime. Okay. No. So it's it does it involves people that write TV shows, not for instance the people that do news shows and stuff, obviously, because those go on. Did you write news too? He writes news every day. Yeah. Oh, you do you do your own? Of course, you do your own writing, but yeah, you you do all that. You don't just like pull it off the wire and. Are you kidding? No. Have no. you? You know, it's not the, the the wire, the only wire that's left, the Associated Press. <laughs> there is a, there is such Please. a thing still. There the well the AP it's all developed it's all it's internet. You know, there's yeah. there, there's no tickety tackety, you know, like no. a news printer no. clacking away in the newsroom. Nothing like that, huh? No, they, they, those things, uh, those uh, those teletype machines were made by Smith Corona. Oh my a God. lot of them were, and a lot of the type bars were made in Geneva. Really? Yeah. Isn't that cool? Do you have like a sound effect in the background so we can I do. bring back Remember a little those? memory? I used to love those when he used to play that with the news. Yeah. I used to love that sound. Yeah, yeah. I have a loop of it. I, I run do it, you? I run it back like I have like I have it in the newsroom. I want I want to hear that sometime. I just yeah, love I that think, sound. I think we need to add that sound effect. Have it in our you, you repertoire. Know what, here. You know what I think about when I think of that noise? I think of Chuck Stevens. Yeah. Oh yeah. He used to do that. He used to run that that noise when he did the the, the news. I think of Les Nessman. Let's <laughs> have <laughs> 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 the, the hog report. By the way, I'm glad you brought that up. Do, do you have? Do you ever know what today is? No, I don't know. What today is, is the 45th anniversary of the debut of WKRP in Cincinnati. Uh, get out is of it here! Really? It is. Yeah, yep. interesting. What a funny show was that, that one, was. One of your favorites? Let me tell you something. I I've got the entire series on DVD, and I've got the I've got the good one too because for the longest time. The home video that was available for WKRP uh, on DVD, they they never negotiated the rights for the for the music that was used in the mm-hmm. show. So you know, Doctor Johnny Fever would roll some you know Rolling Stones cut or whatever, and on home video you'd hear some hokey like 
license-free no, music really? bed come in. Really? And, that, and if there was dialogue over <laughs> the top of the music that was playing in the control room, they had, like, you know, standing actors that would oh, lip wow. It was horrible. That's but funny. But this, this, these are the all-original shows. Now they're all complete. And, and they are still wildly funny today. How long was that show on the air? Uh, 78 to 83. That long? Mm-hmm. I didn't realize it was that long. Wow. Yeah, it, it always it always got terrible time slots, so it always got murder, yeah, it did. murdered it in the ratings. Yeah. Uh, but it was a really well-written and funny show. Ensemble cast, huh? Oh, yeah. Rest yeah, in peace, Howard part. Hessman, right? Yeah. 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 Um, and and uh, let's see, who else is going? Herb, Herb Tarlick's Those gone. shows weren't uh, very expensive to make because no, they were simple sets. Yeah, simple, yeah, simple sets. And uh, you, you can see a lot of the... A lot of the cinematography is kind of uh, seat of the pants. Yeah. Uh, like did they used to yeah, record those live? No. 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 Okay. Um, almost seemed like it because it was so, you know, what do they use? Three or four cameras? I don't know. But uh, it, it just never seemed. But they were simple. But it was funny. I mean, it was all in the writing. It was all in the writing. And the casting. Was, and the mm-hmm. cat. Yeah, yeah. Exquisite. It's just fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Les Nesman. Yeah. I. That was, I mean... You see folks doing that now. You know, you see a TV series. Do you remember how many uh, how many shows in a season? Because I'm I'm looking at some old TV series, and you see twenty two, you know, oh, twenty three, st- twenty four. I think the standard then was thirty nine. Thirty nine, I think it was. Yeah, that's what I thought. It was oh, just back, take a break okay. in the summer. Yeah, yeah. Because I was just watching. Uh, I was watching. Um, uh, was it NYPD Blue? Oh yeah, and they were like twenty four. Which are ungodly. Now it's fourteen. Oh yeah, is or that it? Yeah, oh, something wow. like that. I think it was thirty nine, eight or nine <clears throat> episodes. Yeah, Yelp. Yellowstone. Yeah, they're ten, eight or nine, ten. Yeah, you, you so. couldn't get away with uh, like having a break in in uh, without shows for a month or something. No, you do now. no, you'd have a little break like around Thanksgiving week. You wouldn't have an original show Christmas week. Oh. Maybe the two weeks before Christmas because they do Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. You know they do all the specials right. a couple weeks before all Christmas. Rank, Rankin Bass uh, Productions. All that stuff would happen a couple weeks before Christmas, and then right after, you know, New Year's, you'd be right back into into all the all the shows, and they were, you know, you'd go until what, like May or June or something, yeah. 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 And that would that, and then they start the repeats until the fall. So and then they'd have they'd have summer replacement series. Where that's where yes, they would that's test, right. test that's right. things out. Like uh, naked, the Naked Gun, which is uh, was based on a, was based on a, uh, a summer replacement on ABC called Police Squad. Police Squad with, yeah. with uh, Frank Drebin. Yeah, Le- Leslie Nielsen. Oh my God! Remember they used to do that thing at the end when they rolled the credits where they had guys freeze, <laughs> but they but they weren't really frozen. You could tell the actors they were just were like, like you trying could... to hold this pose. <laughs> it was like they're like they had like uh, they were leaning back laughing. They're like. Right, and they're they're every once in a while they're they're blinking, yeah, so they lick their lips. <laughs> that is such a goofy show. And then, then the, every the, the beginning of every show was police squad in color. <laughs> <laughs> then they'd have with special guest star Florence Henderson. And then she'd get killed. Something would fall on her, or somebody would machine gun her. That was the last you saw her in the show. That was a great oh show. My God. So uh, it, was, it was way funnier than the uh, than the Naked Gun movies because yes, it, it was, was much it was much more deadpan. It was, yeah. It was a good. It was a funny show. Yeah, I, Bob, you're just a little bit older uh, 
A little bit older Rub than Steve. No, no, than Steve and I. So some of the shows that I remember. He remembers my mother, the car. That's a, that's what was one of Bob's favorite shows. Back well, in no, the but I'm, I'm thinking of the military shows that uh, combat. Well, combat. Do you watch Vince combat? Morrow. Yes, I, I love that. They yeah. do the in color. Yeah. How about how about branded with Chuck Connors? I branded. never saw that show once. Branded. No. Branded no. with no. Chuck so, Connors. So the premise is this post rifleman. Yeah, I think it's it was a post or pre. So the premise of it was he. Custer sends him back for reinforcements, <laughs> so he's the only one that survives. Come on. So they say he was a coward and ran away. Ooh. So the show starts with him being branded, and what they do is it's a ceremony. What a great idea. It's a ceremony where they cut off all the his brass buttons on his uniform, then they take his sword and they break it in half. Yeah. So now he goes around the West. That's what I like to do with the General Milley. I know that. I said many times on Facebook. They break his sword in half, so he goes around the West righting wrongs, but the saving thing every time, he pulls out that half a sword, and he uses it to save the day. Get out. Yeah, and I don't know if it was like one or two seasons. It wasn't very long, but you you wanted this guy, and he's he's trying to write his name. He's trying to, some way, you know, Branded, huh? Branded. Wow. Yeah, and... The beginning was just so harrowing, and like I said, just and interesting. Yeah, and it was like the. You I know, think the, this was after Rifleman. I don't know. It was like the myth of Sisyphus. You know, he keeps huh? getting. You know, you know about Sisyphus, don't you? You watch, watch your language. Oh, do I? Could you explain Sisyphus yeah. to him? I know a guy who had Sisyphus. No. He <laughs> <laughs> had to take these big pills. Uh, Nineteen sixty-five, two so, seasons. There you go. Yeah, wow. it was short, short-lived, but. Uh, Wow, interesting. I remember watching that. and uh, But combat, you, you like combat. I, oh, yeah. I, I'm getting into it. Oh, I NBC, January 65 how about, uh, to April 66. There, ooh. How about Desert, what was it, the Desert Rats? Oh, or, no, the, uh, no, desert. no the, uh, the, the, what do you call them? Not the Desert Rats, the, that's, a, that's a British one. The, uh, now, now I can't remember, now I got a, a block see, in my head. You see him flying across in the yeah, Jeep. Um, oh, yeah. What was that one called? Rat Patrol. Rat Patrol. Oh, yeah. Rat Patrol. You ever watch Rat Patrol? Yeah. That is a terrible show. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it's an awful show. You know, it was all filmed in Spain. Really? Yeah, they they, they lived in Spain. Uh, I, I'm, I'm impressed with the terrain sometimes. Yeah. But that, why is it that that, that crew... A couple, a couple, four guys or whatever the hell it is, they get to shoot up all the Germans they want, and they never get a, sh- they never get around. Well, it's like it's like the uh, stormtroopers in uh, Star Wars. <laughs> worst, worst shot in the world. You don't know about Rat Patrol? You gave us that look. You never saw no, Rat Patrol. No, you never saw. Oh my god. Oh no. It's worth watching just so you can see how bad yeah. TV was yeah, back then. You sometimes. need pizza and beer with that. Yeah, one. you really yeah. need to drink heavily yeah, when you, you watch gotta, that show. Yeah. We'll do that. <laughs> All right, well, I'm here at some music. We're going to take a break here on Valeradio when we come back. Uh, I'm not sure what we're going to talk about when we come back, but there'll be more Valeradio in just a couple minutes. Go 
go-to for standard of specialized business insurance coverage. MGM Associates of Rochester, now serving the region and beyond in New York. Since 1984, MGM has provided leading coverage from a wide range of carriers. Not only home, condo, boat, motorcycle, and auto, but also specialized policies for all types of businesses, including nonprofits and law firms, livery insurance, property insurance, and bonds for all needs. MGM Associates of Rochester provides auto, workers' comp, health care, and liability coverage. Choose from virtual appointments or good old in-office, in-person consults by appointment at our Penfield office. Five-time consecutive winner of the National Best Practices Award, MGM is proud to support veterans groups. For your personal business, home, or professional insurance needs, meet the experienced staff at MGM Associates. Locally and proudly owned at 1745 Penfield Road in Penfield, 381-7008 or mgminsure.com. An associate of Finger Lakes Fire and Casualty, Route 227, Trumansburg, New York. The colors are red for valor, white for innocence, and blue for justice. Our nation's flag proclaims liberty for all, and our military service members continue to fight for the right to live in freedom. Honor their service and sacrifice with an American-made flag from the Stars and Stripes Flag Store. Visit eflagstore.com to shop now. All proceeds support Veterans Outreach Center and local veterans. Join Abate Monroe County, American bikers aimed toward education and help adult bikers ride free and safe. Check out our meetings on the third Friday monthly at Wise Guys Diner and Catering, 2811 Dewey Avenue. Join Abate for less than 50 cents a week. Google Abate Monroe County on the web. Hey, how about becoming a member of the National Warplane Museum in Geneseo, New York? Help us preserve history. Plus, you get some pretty fancy benefits. Visit us online, nationalwarplanemuseum.com. If you're a veteran in crisis or concerned about one, please call the Veterans Crisis Line at 988 and then press 1. Donate now, vocroc.org. From Niagara Falls to the Adirondacks and from Canada to Pennsylvania, you're listening to Valor Radio. Going crazy here with the uh, the, the, the early TV reminiscence. <laughs> Valor Radio. <laughs> oh man, I mean, I, we're, I was just, uh, I was just challenging these guys during the break. I said, you know, they, they were talking about how horrible some shows were. Like, like, what was it? Rap Patrol. Patrol yeah. Rap Patrol was ter- uh, 1966. But you guys weren't around for prehistoric TV when TV didn't come on till five o'clock in the a- afternoon. Ooh. And television was like, it was like watching a, a kinescope thing. A children's, well, the kinescopes too, but. Uh, that was like watching a children's puppet show on an oscilloscope. Oh, I mean, God. Just, we like had, uh, you had the pup, that one puppet show with uh, what's her name? Uh, you Co- should uh, yeah, Fran, Fran and Ollie, Fran Allison, and Ollie. Yep, Allison. Yeah, uh, Fran Allison was her last. Was oh, her, that was her, that her name, was Fran name. Allison. Yeah. Okay, Kukla Fran and Ollie, the, the Kuklapolitan players. Oh my God, that was bad. And Art Linkletter. Kids say the darndest things. They do. Uh, the uh, uh, the name of the show is House Party. House party, wow! Yeah, yeah. That was a transplant from radio. What was your favorite show when you were a kid? Uh, when, I, when I was like a little kid, Sea Hunt. I liked Sea oh, Hunt. Yeah. Uh, every, yeah, every boy liked Sea Hunt. Like Sea Hunt was yeah. good. Uh, I liked uh, I liked the Life of Riley. <laughs> oh, like William Wh- Bendix. William Bendix. What was it about? It was about twenty eight minutes long. No, no, no. I mean, what was, <laughs> was, who, who was Riley? He's just—he's a guy that worked in an aircraft factory. They, they, they always had him, him, and his uh, his his uh, neighbor, his wisecracking 
scheming neighbor was uh, was Gillis. That was played by Tom DeAndrea. Oh, he's funny. He's a very funny oh, guy. Oh, funny guy. It was a great cast. And uh, they uh, they were always working on, they were standing under an aircraft wing with like a riveting gun. <laughs> Talking, you know, they were wearing coveralls, and they go, and then they, you know, the, the controversy of the day they'd be talking about. Really? And they lived in suburban, you know. Some, Isn't that funny how they can make shows about that? California. It's time. like Leave It to Beaver. They would do a whole show about Beaver, like, cuts his own hair. <laughs> you know? Right. <laughs> the whole freaking show yeah. is about something Beaver, so, like, he lost his jacket at school or something. Yeah, exactly. So one that was forced on me as a kid, but uh, now I've come to appreciate my grandparents lived with us, so they no, had... No, don't tell me Lawrence You watched Welk. Lawrence Welk. Lawrence Welk. No, that was a whole other thing. I can tell you about Lawrence <laughs> Welk. Uh, now, it was then, worse than me. <laughs> no, my aunt and uncle lived across the street, and every Saturday, my aunt and uncle would have steak. That was... So I would do everything in my power to get invited over on Saturdays for dinner right. for steak. But, but there was a price to pay. The price to pay was Lawrence Welk. Myron Florina. That's right. Well... So there, I, got a, Anna I, Connie. I got a Myron Florence story, actually. Do you? Uh, of yeah. course you do. Yeah, a guy I went to high school with, and he's deceased right now, a wonderful guy named Ralph Bushy, was a drummer, very talented drummer as a kid. And Myron Florence came and did a concert here. No. Apparently his drummer got food poisoning. Just Myron Florence? <laughs> well, Just him? Uh, no, the orchestra, with oh, an okay. orchestra. And his drummer got food poisoning, and they came and pulled Ralph Bushy out of school. No way. He to was, be his drummer? He was like 16 at the time. How do they know about it? I don't know. I don't know. But <laughs> And he played, Ralph Bushy played with Myron Floyd here in Rochester. You were putting that in your resume? I know. I know. I wouldn't even want to admit it if I were, that was back when it wasn't cool to right. be. Right, that was like in the mid-70s. Could you no, imagine you, that? you don't want that, you don't want your so, friends knowing about my that. My grandparents lived with us, and Monday at 8 o'clock, what show was on? Monday at 8 o'clock. Monday at 8 o'clock. Is that right? Gunsmoke. Gunsmoke. Oh, Gunsmoke. Yeah, oh, yeah. 20 years uh, television series from 1955 before I was born to 1975. Wow. Isn't that amazing? And it was on the radio from 1952 to 1961. So actually, it was on the radio and television at the same time. They haven't a lot. Um, But Festus. uh, Festus, yeah. uh, Ken Curtis. Yeah, he... uh, I remember my dad coming and taking me out of school to take me to the Shrine Circus. and In, in the old armory? No, 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 at the War Memorial. Oh, I saw it at the War. armory. And um, and I don't remember what year it was, but I was in grammar school, so it was probably late 60s. See, we remember Festus, but there was Chester before that, right? Right, yeah. right. but For Festus, years. Festus was the special guest at the Shrine Circus. Was so he really? He came riding in on his horse. and Woo-hoo. Well, he rode, had a mule, rode, didn't he? Yeah, sort of a mule. Yeah, rode around <laughs> rode around the War Memorial and did a little <laughs> bit of talking and the way he talked on the show and was dressed like he was for the show. And uh, You know who but, loved uh, uh, Ken Curtis was John Ford. Really? He was in a million John Ford yeah, movies. He actually yeah. played a, an admiral in one of them. No, really? An admiral in... Uh, I uh, fu- yeah, the one about can't uh, imagine that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Wings of the Eagles. Well, you played an admiral in that. Really? One. Yeah. Oh, I gotta go see that. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's so, a great John Wayne movie. So let's uh, let's take it a, continue. We started talking about uh, continue to talk about the Department of the Navy. Uh, one okay. of the department, which is the United States Marine Corps, part of the Department of the Navy. Yeah, the Men's Department. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, see, I wasn't going to say that. Yeah, I know. I, I wasn't going to say. I worked that. for a colonel, and he used to rub it in my face all the time. Yeah. Well. 
Um, Although Marine, I'd like to rub it in his face today. Marine Corps is having a little bit of problem. Yeah, a little uh, bit of a problem you know, today. Obviously, you don't want to talk about when people are hurt or anything right. like we, that. We don't want but, to kick uh, a man when he's down. Right. But the Marine Corps is down right now. Oh, um, yeah. They lost uh, the most advanced fighter jet. They lost one. And... That what, what's it's still, still, lost. Still, still flying around, isn't it? The F thirty five. Yeah, probably <laughs> autopilot. Yeah, it's just tooling up uh, at, at altitude. So, a pilot ejected from an F thirty five. He's F-35. okay. Thirty five. F thirty five. Isn't that what I said? Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a very expensive airplane. You don't just lose an F thirty five. Well, this one is. <laughs> so lost. yesterday, all of a sudden on the news, are you hearing over the news that the Marine Corps? is asking people to look for their airplane. They can't find they, it. They want the public's cooperation in locating the aircraft. I, I have a, a breaking news on that. Uh, some debris has been found. No, I somewhere. know that. I know, but the, all over the news, I mean, my wife called me and she said, there's something on the local news saying that they were spotted in <laughs> New York. <laughs> oh, come on. It's like Elvis sighting. Right. It was an Elvis <laughs> sighting. F-35 Elvis now, sighting. they said there's some debris. Does that mean like the, the locals walked off with a like a fairing or a uh, a nose cone or something? Is there like people all over some, you know, the, the guys who were like, you know, making whiskey. Well, you know, it's supposed to be, I guess, you know, Steve, one of the, you know, one of the greatest capabilities is the stealthiness of this. So I guess even in its... Crashed state, <laughs> yes. even when it orders into the ground, yeah, it's stealthy. It, yeah. it maintains its stealth capability. Wow. But I yes. suppose it's too much to ask for it to have maybe landed on Eric Adams, but <laughs> yeah, too much. So anyway, I I don't know. So the Marine Corps um, or Clyburn, they're they're doing a safety stand down. That right. happens in the military periodically. Um, it's you know we've all seen them in our time in the military. Uh, you don't see it happen in industry. Too often. I don't know that I've seen it. I don't know if industry does them or not. You don't hear about them if they do, but, uh, or if they call them that. But in the military, periodically, when you have a, a rash of accidents occur. Um, a safety stand down? A safety stand down. Yeah, We've we all to seen them. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, that means some bad things have happened. Yeah, and uh, you don't want to make light of the fact that the guy no. ejected because like something like 20%, 25% of ejections result in the guy breaking their neck and getting killed. Yeah. So. It's ejection is not a, a a good outcome. No, for the most part. No, especially and when you got a plane, uh, you know, still out there. And if he if he had ejected over a populated area, you'd probably have some dead people on the ground. So. The Great Santini. Yeah, you remember that? There's book? another movie. That book is so fa- fantastic. Yeah, I don't think the movie does the book justice. Is That's that right? What, yeah, yeah. That. Uh, what no, I just a love great, Robert Duvall. Yeah, what a great book that Did is. You see that movie. Great Santini. No. Well, no, we got to get you to watch. We got to get you. You like yeah. that movie? You would it's like got it. Blythe Danner in it too. She's pretty oh, good. Very nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, That's but, uh, uh, what's her face? When the Paltrow's yeah, mom. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's a little so, bit of lefty though. I mean, uh, just a little. Yeah. yeah. It's well, when it was made. What do you expect? You yeah, know? it was made yeah. in like seventy eight, seventy nine. Yeah. So, but uh, the era of Mash. But uh, yeah, great, <laughs> absolutely great book. Is it? Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but and the movie was a little disappointing after the book. But uh, that's what happens with movies. There's very few times I've ever. There are real Marines in that movie. I, one of them was uh, I served with on Coral Sea. He was yeah. the squadron CO. Well, I, you know, I've told you before when I was when I was at my officer basic course at, at Fort Knox, 
went to see Stripes with a bunch of the guys. Oh man! After <laughs> after spending too much time at the club, that's and, a great movie. I would yeah, want that movie. But they, they shot that movie. movie there, and and the funny thing. They used a lot of extras from Fort Knox. And so you're sitting in the theater <laughs> and you really? hear the kids hollering, There's Daddy! There's uh, Uncle Pete! <laughs> you hear the kids hollering in the theater. I mistakenly uh, uh, rented that film to show to, you know, my, my then like nine year old son. And, oh, uh, yeah. And great. I had forgotten some of the oh, scenes. Yeah. I was only one or two. <laughs> the, really mud, the, the mud wrestling. You think so? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But you yeah. know, that. I, I'm sort of dumbfounded. Uh, it brought, brings me to something I wanted to talk about. Uh, you know, I, I teach at MCC, and um, what, are, what do we got? Time? Oh, the little stories. Uh, the fire jet yeah. stories. Up. But, uh, uh, you know, I teach at MCC, and all the kids I'm teaching, none of them were alive on 9-11. And I try to compare that to, um, you know, when I was a kid, I, obviously I wasn't alive in World War II, and how do we... You know, how do we teach these kids about that? And, uh, um, you know, it, it, it's a challenge. It's a challenge um, to try to bring as much, you know, as much ex- of our experience, our life experience uh, that we live through. <clears throat> and, of course, they can never have it the same way. But uh, uh, something worth discussing and trying to keep history alive for for these kids. Hearing some music, we're going to take a break. We'll be back with more of Valor Radio in just a couple of minutes. On the WYSL stations, 92.1 FM, 95.5 FM West, AM 1040. You're listening to Valor Radio with Colonel Paul Simonelli. And we are back in here with Valor Radio. Thanks so much for joining us. The Colonel and the Captain on deck. Thanks. Thanks, Robert. So uh, let's talk about the VA a little bit. Of course. Can't, we have to have our VA moment. Uh, we've been talking about their new uh, record system that they put a hold on. Um, because they were having so much trouble, they were trying to launch it in the Pacific Northwest, and you're talking about the electronic record system. Yes, the ten billion dollar yes. system. Yes, and it was supposed to be, uh, you know, already in place, but it's being delayed again. Yes. Okay. So, talking with a physician at the local um, VA that came from the Pacific Northwest, one of the reasons she left there, she said. When she was talking about coming here, one of her criteria, she wouldn't come here if she had to use the new system. Oh, boy. Um, Really? She said it was that bad. Um, That's an indictment. I know. uh, But once again, they put a hold on it. I know people don't like change. I mean, it's, but the bottom line is they've just really screwed the pooch with this thing and they put a hold on it. And now they're trying to fix all the holes in it. Um, it's, it's been in, in the in the works for like six years. No, now. ten years. It says. Well, they they, they announced a ten year se- records overhaul project. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but and, only five sites have it now, right? Yeah. And we're talking about over fifteen hundred sites in the country or more. Oh, oh. Um, and so now it's supposed to be fully implemented by now, and uh, 
Yeah, we want to put another two billion dollars into it in twenty four. How, how many billion again? Ten already. So far, ten. Yeah. And they want to add another two this is like in twenty four. It's like the big dig in Boston. Same now deal. that's now exactly what, what it sounds like. Now this is what. Now if you talk to people, and I've talked to physicians that are in their fifties, sixties, and seventies, that when they were coming up and they were residents, so people that were coming up thirty and forty years ago, they said that the VA had the best record system that was available, you know, when they did residencies mm-hmm. that involved working with the VA, right. the VA had the absolute best system on earth at the time. So they went from having the absolute the, best. The VISTA system. Yeah. VISTA system. Went from having the absolute best to having this debacle. And this all came about because the Department <laughs> of Defense could not talk to the Veterans Administration for medical records, it had to be a manual transfer of records mm-hmm. from because the Department of Defense went with a different system than that wasn't compatible with the VA, mm-hmm. and so the VA said we got to be compatible with the Department of Defense. So when someone gets out of the service, someone hits a button right. and everything's there for you, continuity you, you of care. That, you know the VISA system came out at the same time as WKRP. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I said. I said 30 and 40 years 45. ago. 45. 45. Right. Um, Can you believe it? But it was the best system in the yeah, world at the time. So um, <laughs> it was a DOS-based system. DOS-boat-based system. DOS-boat? Oh, yeah. DOS-boat. <laughs> right. It's an um, old system. Yeah. yeah, it was an old system. Wow. But, uh, wow. So we're still dealing with that. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Um, so we'll see what happens. Interestingly, though, you know, as I've, I've mentioned to folks, I'm going to be opening up uh, WYSL, uh, WYSL's new office in Florida. South. Uh, right? The, the, the right? Southern Command. Right. We're going to be opening our, our field office, and Bob's selected me to run that office down in Florida. So I'll be relocating there very soon. And um I talked to the VA and said, I'm going to uh, Florida, Southern Florida, and I'll be, you know, they, they, have a, they have a transition office. Do they? And sat there with a wonderful nurse. Sexual pray- transition or? No, no, okay, no. Okay. Well, they, they do for you. Oh, uh, well, you never know. Yeah, no, this is when you're moving or when you, people that travel south in the, you know, in the winter. Uh-huh. So they can have continuity of care. They That's actually good. have uh, an office that that's all they do. And so I sat with this wonderful uh, nurse practitioner really? at the VA here. And wow. I told you the practitioners are great for the most part. Yeah. And she took all the necessary information. And I'll be damned. Yesterday morning, my phone rang. You're kidding me. And it was the what's going to be my local wow, uh, like VA that. representative. And they Isn't said, that cool? your, your transition plan is in place. And uh, <clears throat> we're gonna we want to set up an initial appointment, and you sure it's not the other kind of transition? No, they- but they did uh-huh. say they were trying to get in touch with you, and for some reason they said your mailbox was full, and they weren't able to leave yeah, a voicemail I'm not for change you. That either too, yeah, so. okay. So um, all right, but I was amazed. So within a week, less than a week of uh, her hitting the button here in Rochester, I got a call from the VA down That's in impressive. Cape. Cape Coral, and I was just saying now that we're opening WISL's new southern uh, office, and uh, you've selected me to lead that office, uh, uh, you know, and I'll be relocating down there. Um, we're going to send down Jennifer from WKRP. Well, that's that, that'll work. <laughs> oh, hey. Um, mm. But uh, 
And, you know, the digs you picked are absolutely spectacular. Uh, you know, that some of the nice uh, things for employees down there. Bob did select a location that has its own pool and other things oh. like that. So what's that, what's that, uh, that room called? A lanai? Lanai. Lanai. The lanai, right? Yeah. Um, you have an enclosed lanai, don't you? Yes. Yeah. Isn't that nice? Yeah. Well, Bob was very good in selecting. You have, uh, like, somebody to come and scrub your pool all the yeah, time? Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. Bob took care of everything. Put a lot of work into this. He His planning was uh, meticulous and... Um, you I'm know, the, the whole staff down there is very excited to get that place up and running. Um, so, you know, the, the modern the studio is the most modern thing that I've seen. So we're just we're absolutely excited about the, the potential down there. Spared no expense. And, uh, you know, the free state of Florida, who knows what the potential is once we're down there. So, um, well, I, I, I confess to being a little envious because that is definitely a free place. It is. It is. It's the the atmosphere down there. You know, in prepping for this, you know, we did some multiple reconnaissance down there, and just people are at ease down there. And if you disagree with them, no one's jumping in your face. Right. But um, you know, you can just have discussions with people. People are at ease. You you know, you go to a an establishment and have a cocktail. People are laughing. They're having they're discussions. They're not like they are here. No. I walked through all. downtown Siesta Key. I was wearing my Mount Worstmore shirt. And <laughs> people were pointing and laughing. You know, I mean, they have a sense of humor in Florida. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're looking forward to it and the potential for WYSL uh, for the future. Who knows? And we need to find a station down there, too. To carry yeah. the program, we need, yeah. we need to, you know, part of the network. Yeah, we'll, we'll work on like that, that as soon as we we get our, our our feet on the ground down there. So anyway, but it was pretty pretty interesting that the VA within less than a week I got a call and I have an appointment already set up down I'm there. Impressed. And uh, um, they they I was saying while you were uh, running around, they they have an office because a lot of people go south in the winter for continuity of care. Um, that uh, got a person up here in Rochester, all she does is, I mean, she talks to people down, make sure the people's care is taken care of if they go down south for the winter or spend six months down there and six months up here. And um, just so that was a nice that was a nice touch. But one thing, I, I, one other thing about the VA I want to bring up, and it's not the VA's fault about this. There's a lot of people out there scamming a lot of veterans right now, taking advantage of them. Uh, you know, promising to make claims for them and get them uh, compensation. Uh, I would tell you, folks, anybody that wants to charge you to get your compensation, uh, you don't need to be doing business with them. No matter what they tell you, we got a, we've got great people here locally. Um, if you don't want to go to a government, listen, Monroe County Veteran Service Agency's got great people there uh, that'll help you file your claim. If you don't want to go to them, then go to the American Legion, go to the Vietnam Veterans, go to. Uh, the DAV, they all have certified claims officers. These people all work for free. They do it for their love of veterans, and uh, they do a great job. Uh, you don't need to pay anybody for a veteran's claim. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the red flag. Once uh, they once they say, "Now we just need a major credit card," you know, uh, oh, you no, know no, the no, no. the Veterans Administration under this current administration changed the rules and. There are times when you can get paid for doing – it used to be times when you get paid, but it was a fairly high level. It was like the third level of appeal. You could start getting paid um, for uh, doing an appeal. Uh, I used to do appeals. I That was something I – you know, it's just something I chose not to charge. They're very involved, but uh, that was just my – 
my something I did for for people, but uh, now they've changed the rules and people can uh, actually charge fees at a much lower, you know, at, at a lower level, and uh, people are taking advantage of it. So um, we've just got to got to make sure. Are we done for the day? Or no, 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 we got one more section. Yeah. I thought so. All right, I'm hearing some music. We're going to take a break and we'll come back. And uh, we got a few more things we need to talk about today. We'll be back with a little bit more of Valor Radio. On the WYSL stations. Your go-to for standard of specialized business insurance coverage. MGM Associates of Rochester, now serving the region and beyond in New York. Since 1984, MGM has provided leading coverage from a wide range of carriers. Not only home, condo, boat, motorcycle, and auto, but also specialized policies for all types of businesses, including nonprofits and law firms, livery insurance, property insurance, and bonds for all needs. MGM Associates of Rochester provides auto, workers' comp, health care, and liability coverage. Choose from virtual appointments or good old in-office, in-person consults by appointment at our Penfield office. Five-time consecutive winner of the National Best Practices Award, MGM is proud to support veterans groups. For your personal business, home, or professional insurance needs, meet the experienced staff at MGM Associates. Locally and proudly owned at 1745 Penfield Road in Penfield, 381-7008 or mgminsure.com. An associate of Finger Lakes Fire and Casualty, Route 227, Trumansburg, New York. The colors are red for valor, white for innocence, and blue for justice. Our nation's flag proclaims liberty for all, and our military service members continue to fight for the right to live in freedom. Honor their service and sacrifice with an American-made flag from the Stars and Stripes Flag Store. Visit eflagstore.com to shop now. All proceeds support Veterans Outreach Center and local veterans. As a veteran of the United States military, I can finally get the opportunity to enjoy special events, things that we couldn't afford, thanks to Ventix. Every empty seat at a concert, a game, or a play is a missed opportunity to say thanks to a veteran and service member. We can give our veterans a special event where they, too, can create their own cherished memories. Visit VetTix.org. Find out how you can make a difference in a veteran's life. You're listening to Fallow Radio with Colonel Paul Simonelli. Baby, if you've ever wondered, wondered whatever became of me. 45 years ago today. I'm living on the air in Cincinnati. The launch of WKRP. Cincinnati, WKRP. Lots of laughs. Lots of laughs. I, I know typically around Thanksgiving we always do... I know a lot of times around Thanksgiving on the show we've done little excerpts from the that one that one Thanksgiving show. As God the, is as God is my witness, <laughs> probably the most memorable of all the WKRP shows, right? Because it has it has a a, a, a kind of a tentative basis in truth. <laughs> Something like that actually did happen. They were, the, the turkeys were not thrown out of a helicopter, but. <laughs> Apparently they were they were they were thrown out into a parking lot from a from the station van, <laughs> oh, really? thinking thinking that they could fly. <laughs> All right, so uh, uh, on a, on a more serious note, um, one real quick thing here. Uh, 
So the balloon wasn't a spy balloon. Yeah, that's that's what the general says. That's what General Milley says. What was it then? Is it a happy birthday balloon? Maybe it's party it was, or something. Or? Yeah. It was it from someone's party? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. We're, we're talking it was about a trial balloon. It was a trial. Oh yeah, okay. That could, right. A trial. Cor- corporate America. Let's let's go. run it up and see who's loose. Yeah, let's see. Let's see if it gets noticed. I don't know. It's hard. Who? How? Who can you believe these days? Not him. I don't believe anything he says. We're talking about uh, General Mark Milley, the current uh, chairman of Joint Chiefs of Staff. He's got two weeks left. God help us. Um, Does he? Two weeks? That's it. Oh, good. That's it. Thank you. Now, the scary thing is, who's going to replace him? Well, they already, you know, the president said who he wants his replacement to be. But once again, all these confirmations are held up. They're not really held up. uh, you got a temporary guy named Admiral Christopher Grady. Right. Shady uh, Grady, I call him. Yeah, he's in, he, he's considered the old salt of the Navy, the longest serving surface warfare officer in the fleet. So I don't know, maybe he's a good guy. He's not an aviator, huh? He's not General Milley, that's for sure. No, 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 he's not an aviator, and he's not the president's selection either. The president already has a nominee, right? C.Q. Brown or whatever. Yeah. Is. So, uh, but everything's held up by Tommy Tuberville over. Um, wanting to change one line of the defense budget and um, having to do with funding of uh, travel for out-of-state for abortions for service members. Um, and this has been going on. We haven't had a... Now, can they, can they still uh, get these people through one at a time? They can. They choose not to. That's the other thing. The Senate has a way to do it, and they choose not to do it. Um, there is a procedural way to get it done. It's cumbersome, but they can be getting these people through, and they're not doing it. Uh, oh, you got you to uh, vilify Tuberville. I mean, that's job one. Well, that and... Uh, oh, they're doing that all right. Yeah. So, uh, but I don't know. This is a, this is a tough situation with... Uh, with all these flag officers, there's a there's a cascading effect. Uh, is it a detrimentally affecting the defense of this nation? I don't know. Um, you know, we're supposed to be resilient. So, um, you know, they're saying, well, for the deputy chairman of Joint Chiefs of Staff, now he's going to have twice as much on his schedule as he normally has in two weeks when Millie retires. Well, okay. Um then the you know the the deputy assistant chairman of joint chiefs staff is going to have more on his schedule. I I understand this is not ideal. Um, I it is this is to me this is what what our country has become. Unfortunately, that the fact that they have not worked out some sort of compromise at this stage, this has been going on now for what five months, six months, or even longer, maybe back to February. Um, this has been going on for so long, and the fact that they cannot, the administration will not sit down and um, not work through and come up with a compromise uh, with Tuberville and and with the Republicans on this just shows what this what the world what our country has come to right now. Um, I I don't like what's happening. I don't like what Tuberville's doing. I don't like what the administration's doing, um, but. Politics is the art of compromise, and 
whether one side's right and one side's wrong or not, it's still, it's about compromise. There has to be something that can be worked out. Uh, right, Steve? I know I know you tend to take a very hard line with a lot of things. No, but, you're, but you're absolutely right. The fact that they're not able to come to some kind of a g- agreement <laughs> speaks volumes. And that's... And if it truly is negatively impacting our country, and they know, we don't. We're sitting here in Rochester. These people are paid to come up with solutions. Right, right. And they're and not that, doing it. That says more about it than anything right. else, and it just shows that there right. needs to be change for no other reason, Republican and Democrat, because they can't come up with change, uh, some sort of change. That's yeah, um, a sobering note here, folks. I mean, you absolutely have got to register, and you've got to get out and vote. Amen. It has to Amen. happen. You can't just, you know... Okay, well, let's see what happens. You, you can't sit on the sidelines. You can't come up with excuses like, uh, you, you know, you're somehow you're going to be compromising your security when you go down to register to vote. They they already know everything that they need to know about you. Trust me. Right. Right. So, Steve, uh, you know, we we always try to toss in a little bit of uh, history uh, and keep people involved. Uh, yeah. And uh, I, I know your first love and my favorite time in history yeah. Um, is the, you know, the World War II era. I know you have a, a great love for that era, too. I do. Um, and I, I wanted to talk about uh, the POW MIA uh, National uh, uh, Observance of POW MIA Day was Friday. It's always uh, that Friday in September. And we, uh, we just had ours a couple days ago. And I wanted to mention some World War II guys who are POWs, uh, especially. Um, in the interest of time, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump right to the last fellow because his story is quite remarkable. Um, he's from Brighton. His name is Private Edward Reginald Crone, Jr., U.S. Army. He was 21 years old, uh, graduate of Brighton High School. He was an infantryman with Headquarters Company, 423rd Infantry Regiment, 106th Infantry Division. That was the, the, the division that tragically was decimated at uh, the Battle of the Bulge. Two out of three regiments surrendered to the Germans. Something like 7,000 men uh, surrendered to the Germans. He died of non-battle causes, uh, specifically malnutrition and heart failure, at a hospital as a German POW in Dresden, Germany, 11 April 1945. He had been uh, missing in action since 21 December 44. Uh, at the Battle of the Bulge. He was in his third year of study at Hobart College uh, when he enlisted in the Army Specialized Training Program, ASTP. I don't know if you know anything about that, but ASTP was a very important program that affected a lot of members of, of Monroe County. They they were enrolled in it, and then uh, they it put them through college and gave them an opportunity to get their college degrees in specialized areas where they were considered proficient. Well, the program folded in April of 44, and all those guys were thrown into infantry. All of them went into infantry divisions. So uh, Mr. Crone was was no different. Um, he was At the time, he was at the University of Alabama studying engineering. He was transferred to the infantry when ASTP disbanded, um, and uh, uh, the rest is history, as they say. He... Um, his parents lived at 1627 Monroe Avenue in Brighton, by the way, and he was a registered member of the Sons of the American Revolution, which is a little trivia note about him. But here's what happened to him with the 106th at the Battle of the Bulge. Along with 150 other prisoners, he was dispatched to Dresden uh, in cattle cars where they were honored, or I'm sorry, where they were housed in a meat packing plant. 
uh, living on starvation rations, the soldiers took part in forced labor, clearing the city of Dresden of rubble and bodies after the infamous Allied firebombing there. Crone, though suffering from malnutrition, tended to trade food for candy whenever possible. He started to lose it psychologically, his friends said, and he uh, he suffered from terrible PTSD uh, at the time. He died less than a month before the war and Europe ended. After the war, his family had his remains brought back to Rochester in Mount Hope Cemetery. Fellow POW, Kurt Vonnegut, eventually admitted that he used Crone as a role model for the character of Billy Pilgrim in his best-selling novel, Slaughterhouse-Five. Uh, Vonnegut was shocked to learn that Crone had been reinterred in Rochester since he had seen Crone b- being buried in Germany in forty-five. And in 1995, at a visit to Rochester, Vonnegut smoked a cigarette over his grave, wept and chatted with his fallen comrade wherever he was, saying that basically it, it was finally closed out a chapter in his life about World War II for him, personally. And here's the, the bottom line. Vonnegut reportedly mailed a check to the cemetery, stipulating the flowers would be placed on Crone's grave every Memorial Day until his death. Wow. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Fascinating story. I, I hope they lived up. I hope they held up that bargain. Yeah, apparently they did. Yeah. It's, it's great. Well, thanks, Steve. Absolutely. Um, uh, we never forget, guys. Great, great MIAs. research once again. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. All right, folks. So that's another week of Valor Radio. Um, let's keep our soldiers, sailors, airmen, marines, coasties, uh, all those uh, veterans, all those serving by their sides in your thoughts and your prayers. Uh, let's enjoy the week. Be thankful for all that we have. Uh, have a great week. We'll see you next week on Valor Radio. I head down to my booth. I don't do it for the money. There's bills that I can't pay. I don't do it for the glory. I just do it anyway. Providing for our futures. My responsibility. Yeah, I'm real good on the pressure.